Chapter Thirty Nine of the Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas. The translator is unknown. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gail Timmerman Vaughan. Chapter Thirty Nine: The Temptress. Madame de Lamotte remained therefore as before. Madame replied, Monsieur Beaumet, we do not come to offer anything to your Majesty. We should fear to be indiscreet, but we have come to fulfil a duty, and that has emboldened us. A duty concerning the necklace which your majesty did not deign to take oh then the necklace has come again said marie antoinette laughing it was really beautiful monsieur beaumet so beautiful said bossange that your majesty alone was worthy to wear it my consolation is said the queen with a sigh which did not escape jeanne that it cost a million and a half was that not the price monsieur beaumet yes your majesty and in these times continued the queen there is no sovereign that can give such a sum for a necklace so that although i cannot wear it no one else can and once broken up i should care nothing about it that is an error of your majesty's the necklace is sold sold cried the queen to whom ah madame that is a state secret oh said the queen i think i am safe a state secret means that there is nothing to tell with your majesty continued beaumet as gravely as ever we do not act as with others the necklace is sold, but in the most secret manner, and an ambassador. I really think he believes it himself, interrupted the queen, laughing again. Come, Monsieur Beaumet, tell me at least the country he comes from, or at all events, the first letter of his name. Madame, it is the ambassador from Portugal, said Beaumet in a low voice, that Madame de la Motte might not hear. The ambassador from Portugal, said the queen. There is none here, Monsieur Beaumet. He came expressly for this, Madame. Do you imagine so? Yes, Madame. What is his name? Monsieur de Souza. The queen did not reply for a few minutes, and then said, Well, so much the better for the queen of Portugal. Let us speak of it no more. But allow us one moment, madame, said Beaumet. Have you ever seen those diamonds? said the queen to Jeanne. No, madame. They are beautiful. It is a pity these gentlemen have not brought them. They are here, said Beaumet, opening the case. Come, countess, you are a woman, and these will please you. Jeanne uttered a cry of admiration when she saw them, and said, they are indeed beautiful. One million five hundred thousand francs, which you hold in the palm of your hand, said the queen. Monsieur was right, said Jeanne, when he said that no one was worthy to wear these diamonds but your majesty. However, my majesty will not wear them. We could not let them leave France without expressing our regret to your majesty. It is a necklace which is now known all over Europe, and we wish to know definitively that your majesty really refused it before we parted with it. My refusal has been made public, said the queen, and has been too much applauded for me to repent of it. Oh, madame, said Beaumet, if the people found it admirable that your majesty preferred a ship of war to a necklace, the nobility at least would not think it surprising if you bought the necklace after all. Do not speak of it any more, said Marie Antoinette, casting at the same time a longing look at the casket. Jeanne sighed. Ah, oh, you sigh, countess. In my place, you would act differently. I do not know, madame. Have you looked enough? Oh, no, I could look forever. Let her look, gentlemen, that takes nothing from the value. Unfortunately, they are still worth one million five hundred thousand francs. Oh, thought Jeanne, she is regretting it. And she said, on your neck, madame, they would make all women die with jealousy, were they as beautiful as Cleopatra or Venus. And approaching, she clasped it round her neck. Ah, your majesty is beautiful so. The queen turned to the mirror. It was really splendid. Everyone must have admired. 
Marie Antoinette forgot herself for a time in admiration, then seized with fear, she tried to take it off. It has touched your majesty's neck. It ought not to belong to anyone else, said Beaumet. Impossible, said the queen firmly. Gentlemen, I have amused myself with these jewels. To do more would be a fault. We will return to-morrow, said Beaumet. No, I must pay sooner or later, and besides, doubtless you want your money. You will get it soon. Yes, your majesty, said the merchant, a man of business again. Take the necklace back, said the queen, put it away immediately. Your majesty forgets that such a thing is equal to money itself, and that in a hundred years it will be worth as much as it is now, said Jeanne. Give me one million five hundred thousand francs, said the queen, and we shall see. Oh, if I had them! Messrs. Beaumet and Bossange took as long as possible to put back the necklace, but the queen did not speak. At last they said, Your majesty refuses them? Yes, oh, yes, and they quitted the room. Marie Antoinette remained sitting, looking rather gloomy and beating with her foot in an impatient manner. At last she said, Countess, it seems the king will not return. We must defer our supplication till another time. Jeanne bowed respectfully. But I will not forget you, added the queen. She is regretting and desiring, thought Jeanne as she left, and yet she is a queen. End of chapter 39